The views and ideas expressed in this program are views expressly of the people sharing them and not of the anchor or that of this broadcaster. All persons, juristic or natural, are to be held responsible for their own representations offered on this program by their agents and not this corporation. Any and all consumption of our conversational substance is entirely at your own discretion. Please be advised that this program airs subject matter that has the potential to destabilize and challenge your intellectual equilibrium. If you are excitable, profound caution when consuming our subject matter is advised. Participation in this program is a voluntary enterprise and as such is expected to be considered and deliberated on. Kindly note that, just as the anchor is, all participants, guests and callers are encouraged to engage in this our freedom of expression and any of our civil liberties responsibly. And a brief turn to our religion bulletin, we begin in Malaysia, where Malaysia was facing a hung parliament for the first time in its history of support for controversial Islamic alliance prevented major coalitions from winning a simple major majority in a general election without a clear winner. Political uncertainty could persist as Malaysia faces slowing economic growth and rising inflation. It has had three prime ministers in as many years. Failure by the main parties to win a majority means a combination of them would have to build a majority alliance to form a government. Malaysia's constitutional monarch may also get involved as he has the power to appoint a prime minister, a lawmaker who who he believes can command a majority. And then we move to Italy. Italy's Catholic Church this past Thursday released its first report on alleged sexual abuse of minors and vulnerable individuals. However, the victims' advocates said the number of cases was likely much higher and denounced its limited scope as shameful. The 41-page report, the first of two, covers only 2020 and 2021. A second promised report will cover abuses going back to 2000, although it is not clear when that will be released. Victims have called for a thorough inside investigation going back many decades back, such as those in France and Germany. And then we go to our final story in Iraq. Protesters in Iran, rather, have reportedly set fire to the home of the founder of the Islamic Republic, Ayatollah Rahulul Khamenei. Iranian state media say the interior wasn't damaged. The former supreme leader remains the subject of adulation by the country's clerical leadership. Reuters verified the location of two video clips which show a fire at the ancestral home in Iran of the Islamic Republic's late founder, Ayatollah Ruhollah Khamenei. Using the distinctive arcs and buildings that match file images, however, the semi-official Tasneem news agency denied Khamenei's house was set on fire, saying a small number of people had gathered outside the house. And that's how we conclude our religion bulletin. We'll wonder what's happening there, but we'll continue giving you as much as we can whilst we still can. We'll take a different turn. You're still listening to Facts of Faith. Facts of Faith on SAFM.
And so now we're talking about cater deployment here in South Africa and its impact on the running of government. Over the past few weeks, we have seen increasing talks and opinions, shares and shared on cater deployment in South Africa. Cabinet has weighed in, adopting a policy framework on the cater deployment policy. Cater deployment was slammed by the Zonda Commission as a key driver of state capture and described it as un constitutional so um, we are going to be finding some perspective again from the religious community joining us on the line is Apostle Derek Moswana president of the Christians of South Africa joining us on the line good evening to you Apostle and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us do we have the Apostle on the line right we don't seem to have the Apostle on the line as soon as we're able to get connected to Apostle Derek Moswana we hope to engage him on their perspective first, why they should have a problem with the issue of cater deployment. Acting Public Services Administration Minister Tulas Nglesa says the ANC's cater deployment policy is not the government's policy. Didn't you find that rather interesting? And the headline rather is saying cater deployment may be an ANC policy, but it is not a government policy, according to Tulas Nglesi. In so far, and I'm quoting him verbatim, in so far as I know, we have not been talking about cater deployment in the state. We have been talking about interviews and we go for the right candidates as chosen by the panel. If the ANC has its own cater deployment policy, then that would be an ANC policy. That is not a government policy. That is as far as I know. Full stop. Close quote. That's what Tulas Nglesi was quoted as saying, and that's what we want to talk about. Let's try and see if we do have the Apostle again. Apostle Derek Moswan, are you there? Can you hear me? Good evening to you, sir. Apostle Derek Moswan is the president of Christians of South Africa. Once again, thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. First and foremost, your position as Christians of South Africa on the idea and the concept of cater deployment in South Africa. Um, cater deployment is not entirely wrong if it's done on ethical and 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 principled stand. It must be done in good faith. We need not to deploy people simply because they are um, uh, ANC members or they are Christians, for that matter. Uh, we need to deploy people because they have got the capacity. They have got the 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 the. the, the the qualification, they, they also have got uh, the ethical practices within that office because mainly South Africa is where it is today simply because of CADA deployment. ESCOM is dying a slow death simply because of CADA deployment. SAA, um, Transmet, uh, you name all the state-owned entities, they are where they are today because of CADA deployment. The reason why we are saying cater deployment is not wrong. There are family businesses that deployment occurred where the manager decides to deploy uh, uh, his son or his daughter or whoever that is related to him to a financial position and their stability in that particular uh, institution. But in a state, we deploy comrades simply because they have been uh, participating in exile, they were with us in prison, or uh, they, 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 they voted for us in a conference, and that is where we, as South Africa, have done it wrong. Because having a a a an a minister 
um, of, of uh, let's say, a minister of trade and industry who does not even know what trade and industry is. That is suicide on its own because that minister will definitely deploy his own friends and family members into strategic positions, and that will lead into the total collapse of that very department. Today, as we are sitting here, there are media reports where at police officers and have deployed foreign nationals into the police service. And we now see the rise of um, cars that are stolen in South Africa and causing the border Mozambique. We ask ourselves why. This is because there has been cater deployment within the SAPS and, and, and that the deployment processes have resulted into the rise of crime. Let me, let me, let me try and follow your, your, your train of thought because we literally have two minutes remaining, you and I, and I'd like to get as much rapid-fire answer as I could from you. You're mentioning ESCOM, which is a favorite topic for, for many South Africans. ESCOM is currently led by under the rater, correct? Yes. Is he a cater deployee? Cater deployment knows no color. I need you to give me a direct answer there, uh, Apostle. Is it your view that Andre Derete is a CADA deployee? Definitely. If he is there and we now see load shading, load shading, load shading, and if no one is taking charge or responsibility of what is happening in ESCOM, we see the rise of coal prices, no one is taking responsibility. That tells you that someone was placed in a position to, um, to, to maybe give out tenders and to contribute to the total collapse of ESCOM as an entity uh, for the benefit of the few. Maybe right. he was there. And ESCOM is dying a slow death because the people that are put there are incompetent. They only are people who are deployed there purely because they are cadres, not because they are competent. Did I understand you well? That, that's very correct. Because if they were competent, we could have seen a serious progress in ESCOM. But now that they are deployed, we see a total decline of ESCOM as an entity in terms of operations, functionality, and um, uh, um, uh, uh, operations. All right. So according to you, you're saying any and everywhere there are people who are competent, things would not fall apart. Definitely. If, if, if you know... And if, if you're qualified for that particular position, if you're an engineer, for instance, yeah. and you're deployed into ESCOM, you will know what is wrong and you will be able to um, mitigate the risks and the losses of that particular entity because of your academic qualification, your ethical principles and practices. When This is my final question, and I'll part ways with you. Um, when we had um, the, 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 the economic meltdown of 2008, uh, do you remember that time when we had a recession, a global yes. recession? And yes. this was uh, because of bad lending practices and bad banking and all of that, amongst many things. Uh, do you believe that those people who are leading those banks, not in South Africa, by the way, Lehman Brothers, for example, were they cater deployed? Were they deployed there because they were caters of the American government, for example? Is that the reason why banking caused an economic meltdown in the global community we, we we are not saying if people are deployed into strategic positions people with qualifications will not have risks 
we will not have laws. Not just risk have... things falling apart. That is your grand ideology, that things fell apart because people are incompetent and they are catered deployed. And my question is, outside the Republic of South Africa, where there was a global catastrophe economically, were those people causing the meltdown because they were catered deployed and incompetent? Because of their qualification, we were able to mitigate the risk and we were able to come back very fast. But should it have happened? No, the causes, not South Africa, not South Africa. South Africa was able to weather that storm very well. I'm talking about the guys in the within the various industries that caused the meltdown, particularly the banking and the loans industry. My question is, in the U.S., is it because those people were incompetent and they were placed there because they were caters of the American mm-hmm. government at the time? My submission is when we have got a qualified engineer, that does not mean we will have uh, uh, we will have no incidents that occur within that department. But because of the qualification, the person will be able to mitigate the. You're not answering my question, sir. I, I asked you a very direct question about what had happened in 2007, 2011, 2009, yes, and you're not answering yes. that question. Was that because of cater deployment? Some of the risks that we have or some of the incidents that we have are not a direct result of data deployment. Okay. Can we therefore accept mm. that perhaps incompetence is not the only reason things fall apart? That, uh, definitely. That's why I'm saying it's not about only incompetence. It's, only, it's also about ethics. Because in some incidents you have a, a doctor of the Department of Health, yeah. a doctor who's qualified, who knows everything, and who even signed the pledge. Yeah. But a doctor involved, as a minister, involved in fraudulent and corrupt activities. Okay. So it's not only about the qualification, it's also about the ethics of that particular person in that office. Because uh, qualification alone does not uh, mitigate the risk. You need also have ethical leaders in that particular institution so that when a tender is advertised, it can be advertised openly and, and qualified people can be awarded those tenders. But if you have got a qualified doctor as MEC or as Minister of Health and awarding tenders fraudulently, that also tells us that qualification also uh, is not sufficient or does not suffice in mitigating um, the, the, the risks that might be created by cadre deployment. We also need ethics. Uh, that's why we also encourage people that you need to also elect people who have got the soul, people who are Christians, people who know what is wrong <laughs> and what is right. I understand. I understand. So we do agree that we do have a problem of of of, of low moral and ethical standards in our country. Not, not that it's not happening elsewhere. But uh, we're looking at our country don't, now. Don't, 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 don't generalize. It's not a country's problem. It's an ANC problem. We have got a problem of lack of morals. We have got the problem of lack of ethics within the ANC, which is the government of the day. Mm-hmm. If we can have ethical people within the ANC, then definitely we won't be crying about data deployment. We won't be crying about corruption. We won't have a decline. In, 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 in state and uh, security because people are being kidnapped left, right, and center. Women are being raped. And we see the, no. the, the silence of the, of the intelligence services in this country. It's very deafening because... Uh, Let's, uh, let, let, me, let me explain um, exactly why I, I, I am generalizing. Um, and I'm not saying it is not an ANC problem. But I am definitely saying it is not just the ANC that is ha- that is has a, having a problem. Uh, right, our neighbours across Bait Bridge, they have their own economic woes there, and the ANC is not in government over there. So to mm-hmm. allege that economic woes and 
poor management and, and lack of ethical behavior is an ANC problem is a downright lie. All countries that all the countries that have f- fallen short of the standard of being the best that they can be for their um, uh, people, Swaziland. You cannot tell me that's because of the ANCs and competence there. No, no, they, Surely they, all they, these yeah. countries that have problems economically are not because of the ANC. That statement is a very, very misplaced one, isn't it, Apostle? They, they, they also have their gun PFA. The ANC, PFA. sir. You said it's the ANC. You said I must not generalize. I was saying in, this is happening South all Africa. over. And I'm saying it is in, not just happening with one political party. All people in, all around the world have their own problems. In South Africa, we have an ANC problem. Right in South Africa, where we are, we have got an ANC problem. Do you concede uh, that the issue is not an ANC problem? It is a human conduct problem. While we do have a problem with the ANC, they have admitted as much for themselves. My issue is, we before we had the ANC... 1992, 1993, our coffers were raided. The national coffers were raided. And the ANC was not in government at the time. Are the you still saying that, at, are you still <laughs> saying that 1992, 1993, the ANC was looting the government coffers? No, 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 no. It was the government of the day. But that's happening uh, in South the... Africa, sir. That's happening in no. South Africa. And, and and now, the current problem now is the ANC. If we can have ethical people within the ANC, if we can, we can have Christians leading the ANC, uh, definitely uh, these problems that are arising now or the, the future problems that might arise uh, that are severe, we might be able to mitigate against them. This can only be done if we have got pastors, bishops, apostles... So you're, you're effectively now. advocating for your cadres now. <laughs> you want to deploy your cadres. <laughs> your issue is not is not cadre deployment. Your issue is ANC cadres. You want your Christian cadres to be deployed there. If you, if, you, if you paid attention to what I said in my opening statement, I said cadre deployment is not entirely wrong because you can deploy people who are ethical, who are principled, who are qualified. It is not entirely wrong. Not, not, not personally. Let's I'm talk about your cadres. Okay, let's, let's talk about your cadres. And if you permit me, can we just con- extend this conversation up until quarter two? Is, is that okay? Book, yeah. book, let's talk about your cadres, Apostle. Your cadres have been found to have been one of the greatest thieves of people's monies openly and notoriously quite frankly the 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 idea of having people of faith leading is not foolproof because as we stand right now there is no community of faith particularly christians particular christians that have all its people living and flourishing under the leadership of their religious leaders your leaders are leading but your people are living in abject poverty why would we expect you to lead us if in your churches people are not flourishing? Why would you want the country to take up your leadership? Your leadership has proven uh, to be abysmal. We, we, we do uh, admit that we have got people parade, masquerading themselves as, as Christians or parading themselves as pastors, bishops and apostles who are not ethical. That is why... Yes, no, no, forget about ethics. Yes. I'm not talking about the ethical standards now. I'm talking about your capacity mm. to alleviate the problems of people. Mm. If, if in your church, if in your church as Apostle Muswan, you have a mm. hundred people, are you telling me all of your hundred people are flourishing? Are they an example no. of good governance on your part? Or are you simply telling uh, them to go and pray mm. and give you offerings? 
they they they, they are not entirely uh, flourishing, but administratively they can see that we are in good hands. Because We're not interested in administration. Are, Remember, the go- governance is about making the lives of people better. Whether it yes. is whether it is through rallies or economic policies, but changing the lived experiences of people. Remember, neither churches are not government, but the the, the little that churches are doing, yeah. it goes a long mile. We have I, I pastor in my melody, uh, prophet like he, the prophet. He, he always gives out donations. He always gives out food parcels, just as we always do. Donations. Uh, there are that are doing. A, a, a little difference, but it's unfortunate that because we are not funded by the Department of Social Development, we are not even funded by the government of the day. We, we self-fund our activities. Is that what your cadres are going to be doing, if, uh, Apostle? That they're going to be giving out donations and food parcels? Is that your idea of governance, good governance? No, no, no. Governance is, is broad. We must, we must be able to provide healthcare services. We must be able to provide security. Unfortunately, the church does not have the capacity to pilot such initiatives. It does, the It does. When, uh, when the Catholic Church came into South Africa, it had hospitals, it had schools, it had feeding it had it had mines not mines sorry uh, fields where people would be able to plow there and employ there that's the catholic church and then the methodist church did the very same thing when it came here and now the adventist church has got hospitals and universities and all that so it can the the churches can do things that governments are doing i'm not quite sure what you're talking about I'm, I'm, I'm not saying we cannot, but we don't have the financial capacity to carry out such mandate. The Catholic Church came into South Africa as a resource institution. They came here with money and everything. So if the Church of the Day uh, uh, can be funded in the same way as the Catholic was funded in the UK and the US, definitely we will be able to carry out such initiatives. I know a pastor in my melody who has got a school, uh, and Pastor Titus Tolle. He has got a hospital, and he, he has got so many programs. He has got a drug rehabilitation center. I know many pastors who are trying uh, with the little resources that they have to also provide. Today we have, we have faith-based schools and faith-based hospitals, faith-based institutions, sir. Um, uh, again, I'm reiterating this point. Whether it is Muslim schools, whether it is Adventist, Seventh-day Adventist schools, whether it is Jewish schools or Jewish hospitals or Catholic hospitals or uh, Seventh-day Adventist hospitals, all these things can and should be provided by society, they sh- we should not really have to wait for government to do these things for us. Surely you do appreciate that. When, when, the, financial, when the financial capacity allows, there are pastors who are doing such initiatives. Uh, unfortunately, in most cases, in, in most of our, our, our situations, yeah. financial capacity is the only constraint that limits us from building hospitals, that limits us from building schools, and, and I'm not saying faith-based schools because yeah. there are so many Christian uh, yeah. academies that have been funded. I mean, public entities. If there must be a pastor, like the pastor in Namilogi that I know of, yeah. Pastor Sitole, has built a public-owned school. Yeah. He, he built a public hospital where people can, can walk in, whether you are a Christian or whether, because services... Uh, to the people must be religiously blind. Yeah. We must not serve people because they are Christians. We must not um, serve people because they are Muslims. We must serve people of course, because of course. they are God's creation. So you, you, you do accept that um, uh, cater deployment, um, when you're going to specify a particular group of people that should be employed, that is 
cater deployment and those people who are your caters or ANC caters or uh, DA caters or I, uh, EFF caters, they are susceptible to error and, and ethical deficiencies. There's and, no and, one who and, is immune and, to error or ethical deficiencies, right? Definitely no one. There are pastors who are in prison today because they stole. There are pastors who are in prison because they raped. There are pastors who are in prison because they committed crimes. Yes. Uh, but if you have got a, 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 a party that is able to take a principal stand against any shenanigans that might arise from their deployment, then you have got a party that will save South Africa. You have got a party that will build us into a better tomorrow. The next morning we might wake up with yeah. my money as a pastor, also as a president. We don't That's expect right. him to go around churches and find them uh, ministers and, and yes. ministers. We expect him to look into the qualifications of our people. Yeah. If there is a Sangoma who is able to That's right. That's right. the Department of Traditional Affairs, we must be able to deploy that particular yeah. Sangoma into that department for functionality. Purposes. Yes. I like that. All right. All right. All right. Thank you very much, Apostle. We really appreciate your insights and I uh, really appreciate your time as well. Thank you very much. Shalom. Shalom. Bye. All right. That's shalom to you too, sir. Apostle Derek Musona, President of Christians of South Africa.